everybody. Welcome to Sonic Talk episode, uh, what is it? It's episode 561. Today, recording Wednesday, the 5th of December, 2018. This is a music tech podcast. All things to do with uh, software, synthesizers, controllers, drum machines, uh, music production and uh, live production, all that kind of stuff around it. I want to say uh, thank you very much to our show sponsors today. Uh, we've not only got uh, a prize from Isotope, which is a copy of RX-7, their excellent re audio restoration bundle, but we've also got uh, uh, news of the... <coughs> Synchro Arts budget, uh, the Synchro Arts sale, which uh, you can head over to SynchroArts.com. Uh, December the 16th is when it ends. They've got a sort of prolonged Friday, uh, Black Friday sale, uh, holiday season with 30% off, up to 37.5% off of Revoice Pro, Vocaline Pro 4, Vocaline Project 3. So do check that out and there'll be a bit more about that a little later on. Um, so let's say hi to our friends in the chat room. Hello, chat roomy people. Uh, that's YouTube and also our, our IRC chat if you want to check that out uh, do subscribe actually if you subscribe to this channel you'll get notified when we're live and then you can just hop on over into either one of those chat rooms i am streaming i believe via facebook this time i think it's working it's always hard to tell but so that's intros and stuff done with let's say hello to uh Let's start with Mr. Dave Spears. Well, we haven't seen him for ages. Well, we have. We saw him at uh, at the Bristol event where he came out of uh, Recluse, where he's his synth cave and brought down his his most discreet synthesizer, the Oberheim Eight Voice. How are you, Dave? Are you well? I'm good, thank you. And you? Excellent. Yeah, not bad. I'm pleased that we're we're nearly there with everybody's performances and stuff is online so with that's that's we can put that to bed pretty soon. But it's a very fun event. Thank you very much for joining us, and I think everybody enjoyed it. Um. So, uh, what else have you been up to then, Dave? Got anything to plug that you should tell us about? Not really. No. Oh. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> well, I'll give you the opportunity. Seems only fair, really. Uh, fair and reasonable. Um, anyway, Dave Force. Uh, Dave is from GeForce Software plugins and uh, whatnot, including uh, VSM and Mtron Pro and uh, Imposca. All of those good things. Uh, right. Uh, I'll do it for you if you won't do it. So, <laughs> and also we have Mr. Charles Chicky Reeves, who's there in his studio in London. Uh, is that a Rhodes Stage 88 in the background? I see there. Uh, it's a 73. It's a 73. Mark 1 73, but it's got uh, a Mark 2 top on it. Ah, uh, okay. Is that because it's easier to put to, to rest things on? It is. It is. I have I have both tops, but that's the one I use the most. So <laughs> I used to I used to tour with that live. I mean, I used to carry it around live when I played keyboards on stage before I went into mixing. And it's uh it was a lot easier just I had a uh, well I still have it the JD800 I used to put that on top. You know, do sort a of classic combination. Thing. Yeah, it is actually. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, so that was that was my uh, that was my live rig back in the back in the nineties. Wow. Well, um, I'm, sure you're, I'm, I'm sure your I'm sure your your roadies or uh, travel partners or your suspension will thank you for not uh, taking that on the road anymore. My, my my back mainly. I have so much damage to my back actually from carrying that that it's kind of irreparable. Do you think that's a thing? Do you think there's actually a medical condition that is uh, that could be attributed to having a fender roads from a certain period of time without actually having anybody to carry it for you? I wonder if there is a thing. I bet you there is. A syndrome. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of a good Latin sounding name, but I can't. I can't come up with one right now because I haven't really had lunch. So I'm a lot of it. That's all <laughs> but right. yeah, it's well, it, 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 it was really it was that was really that just getting it in and out of my car was really difficult and back in the back in the days when i lived in austin texas when it would be 
let's see, in centigrade, it'd be about uh, 40 degrees, 80% humidity all summer, just <laughs> carrying that thing around. <laughs> yeah, it was like from May until September, it was just so hot and so oh, humid. Oh, wow. Lugging up your parking lots. Oh, so now God. you've got it as a sort of uh, a remembrance of everything that, uh, yeah, uh, well, I, I, thank you for that insight. And I'm sorry I asked, actually. It feels like it maybe <laughs> brought back some rather unpleasant memories. I hope you don't have to go off and... Uh, have a back rub or <laughs> what, little, what is it you rub in? I can't remember what that stuff is. What is it, Gaz? There's, th there's stuff, isn't there, that athletes rub into various parts of their body that's that's stingy. It's like an, uh, it's like a, a kind of painkiller, uh, deep heat, isn't it? Aspercream. Oh, got, yeah. Aspercream is what we have Aspercream. in uh, okay. <laughs> Anyway, Gaz, yes. how are you? Yeah. yeah, sorry, that's not very music tech, is it? I suppose it, music tech, we could, we could have a combination. So it's music tech slash medication sort of, uh, <laughs> which may indeed be one and the same thing. Anyway, Gaz Williams, bass player, producer, and uh, um, mastering guy, and um, all those things. How are you, Gaz? You well? Yeah, very good. Thank you very much. I've been having lots of fun with the Noodler, which has arrived recently, which um, I can't wait. I'm going to do a little video about that. That is really cool. Basically, it's a little tabletop unit, and it's essentially like a four-track sequencer sort of sort of thing. Or oh, well, there's two arpeggios, a drone and a chord. Um, and that all kind of makes sense once you kind of get into its architecture. But what makes it really fun is that there's a, an eight-slot modulation matrix, so you can actually send LFOs to the parameters of the arpeggios and things like that. So you can kind of make arpeggios open and close how large they are over time. And But what's super cool as well is you can make it change key with an LFO. So Ooh, you can kind of like set like kind of, you know, uh, sawtooth weights, you know, as an LFO, moving through key different keys, uh, really I've, interesting. I've, I've managed to load the page. This is the Conductive Labs thing. Mm. I, I do recall. I think I got an email. I forget the name of the chap. Um, uh, Steve. Some of it was inspired by some of the stuff that I was I was asking about. I think it was LFOs in MIDI controllers or something. That does look nice. I like it, that AMOLED. It, that yeah, and you and you can send those LFOs out on MIDI CC values as well. So yes, uh, lots of fun. And I've got it set up in the uh, behind me now, and it's really cool. So I'm like sending, for instance, uh, sending the chord to the the Deep Mind Twelve, which is brilliant because. Obviously, you've got all them, all of those voices, and it and and it, it, modulating the amount of notes. It's a really really nice effect, um, and it, it, what's super cool as well is you can put uh, you can it, it'll tune the notes that you're playing into it into whatever the the current key is. So as the key is kind of wildly modulating through different places, yeah, you know the, the all you the don't white have notes. To worry about it. <laughs> You don't have to work. No, but this is really great fun because I think it's called the noodler in part because it allows you to noodle around on, on your synths and sort of just let it just do its thing as you kind of manipulate the sounds. And that's where it's a winner, I think. Um, All right. And, I look uh, forward to that. Yes. So, yeah, I'm going to definitely do something soon about that because I'm having ever so much fun with it. Great. Uh, well, glad to hear that. Yeah. Um, and I, it's, it's not Noodle, it's NDLR. Uh, and I did get a, a, a press release about it, actually. Uh, I think it got kickstarted, didn't it? So it must be in production yeah. now. It's, it's called awesome. the Noodler. It's just that's how it's spelled. Endlier. Mm. Endlier. Endlier. It's like North, yeah. uh, North Devon Light Railway. <laughs> only it's not it's just like that nick yes that's what i was thinking as well <laughs> yeah. i don't know maybe they do a special edition that uh, well that does stand for anyway um first up so uh there's news that there's some uh 
Novation new updates to the Novation Peak uh, firmware, which is 1.2, and this is really good. I mean, this is this is uh, more yet more grist to the mill that Novation are not leaving any of their products behind. You know, as we know with uh, Circuit, they're updating stuff. And 1.2, uh, I reviewed Peak uh, some time back, and I know uh, Dave, you did some patches for this and have been l looking at the the Peak stuff. Um, and so you get uh, new wavetables, additional modulators, two L additional LFOs, uh, easier mod matrix. Uh, effects mod matrix, so you can modulate some of the uh, effects parameters, which is always a good thing. And I, I do remember, I was I, as a result of that coming up, because I, I posted the R video in, uh, you know, just me doing some sounds, no talking thing. And uh, I thought, gosh, there's some really lovely patches there. I wonder if I saved any of them. But Dave, you actually um, did some patches. Can I play one of them? And you can tell me what's yeah, going sure. on. Okay. So this is one of Dave's patches, because you provided a new bank of the some of the patches. nice so you've had a good hands-on with this we don't have a peak here anymore we had to send it back unfortunately but i i've seen i've seen um obviously chris calcutt was using the peak on saturday night when he played at our event um so i know you were quite taken by it and you're not you're not someone who generally kind of falls in love with modern synths if i may be so bold yeah no i mean they they came to the studio i don't know several months ago that's they brought chris Huggett, which was a real honour. Uh, and then during the kind of day, they come and said, do you want to do some patches for Peak? And I was like, well, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, and then I got my hands on one, and it's really, really addictive. It's incredibly versatile and fun. I think that's the kind of key for me. It was just fun. Everything's there at your fingertips. It's as deep as you want to go. And then, obviously, when I got the firmware revision, Loads more modulation stuff. I mean, that patch really focused on the repeat envelopes. Ah, okay. Which are, which are uh, linked to the LFO. And then, obviously, if I uh, whack it hard, it speeds up the cycle of the envelopes. Uh, so, yeah, I just kind of went, whoa. And then before I knew it, I had about 100 patches done. And ah. <laughs> then, then I kind of handed it over to Chris and... He got into it and he did a bunch and then we kind of collated them all and weeded out the ones we didn't think were fantastic and then added things like because you've got those two animation buttons and there's all sorts of uh, modulation stuff that you can put in there and then added all that and it was just like wow 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 i really really like this it's interesting and i had a conversation with chris yeah. huggett over lunch a, a kind of couple of months yeah. later and we talked about various bits and pieces, which then materialised in the firm where I suspect he'd been working on them for quite some time. So, yeah, amazing. Amazing, actually. It's I, interesting. I, in fact, it, I said to somebody today, sorry. I think it's probably the only modern polysynth. I think the only more, well, not as modern, but the only modern-ish -ish synth is um, Andromeda that we've got in the studio. 
Wow, well, that's interesting. I mean, I, I, it's interesting hearing your patches there. I mean, there's another one that you sent over. Um, I gravitated towards the drive because it had a load of extra uh, drive because um, you've got three stages of drive in it, whereas you went, it sounds like you went a bit cleaner than I did, whereas a lot of the mine were really sort of growly, and, and I really enjoyed that. It, and it sort of got a little bit um, overlooked, didn't it? Because it was about the same time as DeepMind had come out, and there was another couple of synths, and it, it, because it wasn't pure analogue, although there was analogue, it's got the New Oxford oscillators, hasn't it? It sort of didn't really make as big a splash as perhaps it deserved, but because it was just because it was a, one of several polys that came out at the time, I suppose. Yeah, okay. I didn't really, I didn't really make a huge note of it when it came out. I mean, obviously, I'm interested in anything that Chris is behind the design of, because to me, he is a sort of bona fide genius. Particularly, you know, when he gave us the last revision source code for the Imposca, uh, for the Oscar, which made his way into Imposca and stuff. And then when John was kind of scoping things and working out, you know, what components had been used and in what way, he came back and pointed out a couple of things that he said, you know, this was really, really clever thinking for the time. So I, I was interested in it from that aspect, but it wasn't really until I got my hands on it, I was like, wow, mm. wow, oh, okay, and we can do this, we can do that. And there was, I think one of the great things on the new firmware is, if you wanted to get into the modulation matrix, basically there was two pages that you had to kind of flip through for the source and the destination and the amount and whatnot. And that on the new firmware is all on one page. Oh, so that makes good, Yeah, that, that really, that was a little bit slow, I thought. And they, were, they hadn't quite got the shortcuts and stuff sorted. Anybody else had a chance to play with Peak out of you two guys? Have you, have you had a... Really? Well, That's really interesting. I wonder why that I is. I haven't, but I, I tell you, hearing just hearing that one patch that, that Dave did, I'm thinking god that's right up my alley that's like the type of thing i love <laughs> I, well, I, I just, there's, I there's another one much about it. check this uh, one out uh, yeah. hold on i'll play this and you can uh, you can enjoy it while and the, the, they um oh oh go on you can play oh it seems to have frozen <laughs> That's rather annoying. I put um, I put uh, I put one of the oscillators on the modulation wheel for that, so it was kind of it was complete homage to John Hopkins. So you can actually introduce a kind of fifth or a seventh or whatever by just pushing mm. up the mod wheel. And that was I don't know for me it was just really tactile and fun. Fun fun was the key really. Yeah, it's and on the previous one, I'm hitting the animation button, and actually that's boosting the reverb level. So. Yeah, because they did they, they did put they did put a lot of they put a, a that sort of reverb that is excessive because at the time there was a lot of people using kind of shimmers and and whatnot and reverbs that are way too loud and way too long but it kind of works really well with that stuff particularly with the drive into it. Um, I would definitely check that out, Chucky, if you can. I don't know what the current price of it is, and this isn't really an advert for the peak, but I mean, I guess it's more of a a, a concept that. A synth has been furthered with with a, with an actual well, usable firmware update. Can can I say something here? Because uh, fair play to Novation, this is continuing a, a a pretty amazing run that they've been doing in recent in recent years of excellent uh, product enhancing firmware updates. Much more than just simple bug bug fixes. You know, like the we've seen it with uh, the circuit getting lots and lots of enhancements and yeah. uh, the base station 2 just got an enormous one didn't it which yeah, was quite like, amazing what, for five, such six a... years old isn't it yeah uh, but when you look at this uh, peak um update though i mean it's not it's a, it's almost like a is it it's actually are they calling it version 2 then software one, it's in no 1.2 no 1.2 wow yeah. i mean 
there's a lot of new stuff in there now though isn't there i mean yeah micro tuning um, as well uh a thousand ooh. new pre uh, i think a thousand new pre i'm not sure no they can't have a thousand new presets because there's not a thousand preset slots in it so i'm not sure you could do uh we're getting mm. a preview it's available on the 19th of december free download so you know you can just grab that i just want to see them put it i just want them to put it in a keyboard you know i think the peak deserves to be you it's know, funny dave well, that, that first connected video up. It really looks like it is a king. Yeah. Oh, I wonder if that would be yeah. really cool. I wonder yeah. how many people have watched a little bit of that video and go, yeah. it's available as a keyboard, you know, because it, it really ah. looked like it, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. It would be nice. It would be nice. Mm. Although no, that, was, that was my little JD800. Well, my little JD800. That was the JD800 <laughs> under me. Nice bit of perspective wow. shift, yeah. Uh, well worth checking out, though. I mean, it really is. Uh, and I'd, I'd forgotten because... Um, the, and the oscillator, there's the thing I remember about it. There's a lot of audio rate mod, so you can modulate oscillators with oscillators and have a uh, uh, complete feedback loop with FMing everything. So FM, can, you can FM one oscillator, which FMs another, and you can end up in this situation where you could get those patches, which when you when you start them off, they just kind of go, ah, what's happening? You know, which is I remember Gaz, you saying about a, that's your testament to a true synthesizer where you can change patches and it just starts doing stuff and you have no idea what the hell's going on. <laughs> It does that. Yeah, I, could probably, I could probably have done 128 patches just with the arpeggiator because there's, I think it was like 22, 23 different patterns in there. But that felt like a bit of a cop out, so I only I only included a few. But I mean, honestly, it's like and the and that chord, I love that chord thing with the arpeggio where you can play a chord and then it will transpose it up one, two, three, four, five, and then you can randomize it. It's it's really. It's just a really fun machine. And I know you talked about the base station before, but I hadn't, again, I hadn't really looked at the base station in detail. And actually my brother-in-law, you know, Dale, the bass player, yeah. uh, he called me and he was, he's been on that Emily Sunday tour, uh, as her musical director and bass player. And he said, oh, I need a kind of bass synth for some of the songs, you know, and can you recreate the sounds that are on the record? And in the end, we just kind of went, base station because it's really portable really light my god what a sound and then with the firmware you know and i know you alluded to it in the past you know i can turn that into a real gnarly growling sound in odyssey i mean it's massive it's interesting such um, a kind of did, did you, well um the battery oper operated orchestra chris uh, was playing it and i've just been yeah. you know going through the the footage of that and it sounds massive and i don't, i just don't remember it sounding that big before and i was like oh did i miss something it didn't it didn't kind of have the and it's got real girth and depth i mean they use it as the right up front sound in a lot of their tracks you know and uh, yeah you, well when i post the music you'll be able to check them out so yeah, I suppose this is a kind of bit of a novation love fest, but I mean I think manufacturers that will release firmware that actually improves and increases the life and the usability of their equipment rather than just floggy stuff, it's to be commended, isn't it? It's kind of like They yeah, feel nice. like gifts so don't they? They feel when it yeah. happens, it does feel like you know, really exciting gifts, you know, you're really excited to run up and try it out, all these goodies. I wonder if there's ever a point at which a firmware update would cost something. I'm trying to think of uh, the only one I can, I'm sure it's happened, hasn't it? Didn't didn't the sledge have a priced? Was it OS two uh, a costed upgrade to begin with? And then In, uh, initially, and then they dropped that. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't. I mean, you know, it's sort of thing. Yeah. Anyway, I thought that was a lot of fun. Anyway, let's um let's just have a quick. Uh, let me see whether I do this now. I suppose yeah. We we friends over at Isotope. 
RX continues to be the industry standard and leader in audio repair for music and post-production. And with RX7, we've introduced groundbreaking new ways to quickly and easily fix and manipulate audio. Take the game-changing Repair Assistant, an intelligent helper that can detect noise, clipping, clicks, hum, and more. Also new in RX7 is Music Rebalance, a powerful source separation tool. Drums too loud, vocals not loud enough, Let's fix that. You can also create instrumental versions of songs by removing the vocal elements. You can now alter the pitch without affecting the timing of your audio, and conversely, alter the time without affecting the pitch with the new variable time and variable pitch modules. Using the new dialog contour, you can improve the performance of a line or even create a new performance by altering the pitch contour of the dialogue, therefore adjusting the intonation of the speaker and introducing Dialogue Dereverb, a module powered by machine learning to reduce the presence of reverberations around dialogue. RX7, a new frontier in audio repair. It certainly is. I must confess, I was using a number of those features in processing the uh, sound from <laughs> from the event because there was a bit of a ring in the room and then there was a bit of reverb. So I was just trying to bring the intelligent and it worked a treat. And I, I'm still using six, actually. So seven, it's probably even better. Um, but yes, we do have a competition. Uh, winner from last week's competition. Uh, uh, who won, uh, wins a copy is uh, called Rodney Anonymous uh, at Rodney Anon. Keeping my fingers crossed for a win, which makes it incredibly difficult to type. Not only does he get a get some text in but he also gets a little bit of punnery as well so Rodney if you want to get in touch uh, you have won last week's copy and for this week uh, we actually have uh, a new hashtag the hashtag is audio restoration one word and the hashtag rx7 to at sonic state and at isotope inc that's the hashtag audio restoration one word and the hashtag rx7 to at sonic state and at isotope inc that's on twitter so if you post that on twitter uh, you will be entered automatically for next week's pri well this week's prize which we'll announce on next week's show that means you have got to watch at least two shows and if you just want to check out rx7 go over to isotope.com and uh they do a 10-day free download so it's well worth checking out uh right um ah now let me see where we go next i'm wondering uh well yeah let's try this one uh does anyone have a have a suggestion what they'd like to have i'm interested in that clavgrand thing oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah 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 okay yeah. let's do that then so this is a new plugin from Clevgrand. Clevgrand reamp. Clevgrand do some really interesting stuff. They did that one mic compressor thing, which was just totally brutal but brilliant. And this is uh, amp simulator, but also kind of tube preamp, uh, tape preamp, and bass amp, and model cassette deck. And it's just got a simple number of controls, but it does seem to warm things up a bit. The idea is it's sort of like a reamping plugin, and it's uh, I think it's like AST. AU VST AAX twenty nine ninety nine till the nineteenth, and then fifty nine ninety nine four band post EQ. I really like this music as well. It's very quirky. I like the, the way they cut it to the little. So this is obviously most of this has been. It also runs on AU V three on the plugin as well. Available now, so well worth checking out. Gaz, you were interested in this. I mean, is this something that you would use for a mastering phase? Because I know you're doing a bunch of mastering. Is that something you would use? 
I'm looking for I'm looking for uh, things iPad things specifically AUV3 um stuff you know and Clevground have got loads I think everything they bring out now is uh, in that format so you know that's the format if you're not familiar with it that uh, that's essentially like a VST or you know audio unit format specifically for iPads so there's some very cool pieces of software like uh, the AUM mixer which I'm using daily uh being able to make these really interesting plugin chains um so i'm very interested in this kind of stuff because i want to see how easy it is to do actual professional work so i'm trying to find on the ipad which is hard you know it's not it isn't that you know i've got the, the latest ipad pro as we've talked about it before and you were talking about that nick weren't you that that the software still isn't that level it's getting there but uh, are, you, are you thinking that you might be able to actually do mastering sessions on the iPad, I'm, I'm, I'm investigating it, yeah, and I'm looking at things. Um, and so this, as uh, as an example, is is really interesting because uh, the it's got a very strong tone when you when you try things out. The um, the the effect of it is very noticeable. So you you get a very strong difference between the different uh, models that are in there. And I think what I like about Clevgrand stuff is that they don't bamboozle you with lots of options they just kind of narrow it down to just the most important stuff but then that's hugely uh you know flexible what you can do just within that uh, and and playing around with this today i ran a bunch of masters uh through it just to see what it was like um and i just enjoyed how directly noticeable it really strong effect so it's, you feel. it's responsive yeah. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, some, mm. Sometimes you get the feeling that there's quite a lot of travel in a knob on pro stuff that actually doesn't do the thing until you can hear it. And you sort of think, am, yeah. am I am I just blind, ear blind or is this actually <laughs> too subtle to actually be able to yeah. tell the difference? I noticed you were nodding there, yeah. uh, Charles. Uh, I mean, presumably yeah. you do mastering stuff. I mean, you know, when you did the mixes of my stuff, you know, the difference was sort of night and day. Would you use something like this on a on a on you know a track by track basis? I, I'm loving the color scheme. I think it looks absolutely yeah, fantastic. I, I gotta say, you know, I don't I don't know this particular piece of software, but I do know just about everything else they make, and there is nothing they've made that I don't use regularly. I love everything they make, even even that opera singer uh, UC. One, you see, that's the, cool. Yeah, it's just strange. I just used it. I was mixing a, an album last week, and uh, there were some backing vocal parts, and uh, the the artist was like, "Oh, you know, it'd be nice if we had just sort of like this, like a, a couple of male voices on this." And so I, I said, "Let's try this." So I played in some UC parts and mixed really. It's just yeah, everything they make is really fantastic. I just I love their stuff. And They've like got you quite said, a lot of stuff, haven't they? I mean, I just look in there. There's actually yeah. loads of it. I wonder what the and I bought all of it one at a time. Unfortunately, I should just it just done like the bundle. I haven't seen. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. don't know what the bundle is. There's a few free ones, but uh, I can't see whether the bundles are there. But they, it looks. They fun have a, like a a filter one. I forget all the names, but they have uh, like a filter one that's like you know like for over one bar, it'll do various steps in a filter. You just draw draw in basically what you want it to do, and it does it. Um, I'm just trying to look. At, is it envelope yeah. shaper? Is it Covert, that's the one. Is that yeah. the one? Mm -hmm. Okay, that's the one. Uh, very yeah, clean-looking I... stuff. Can you can yeah. you see can you see a time when you might use something like this processing real time for your front of house stuff? Yeah. Um, it, in fact, I have used the their uh, delay or filter delay one. Uh, I've used that 
with I think I used that with Howard Jones. In fact, I can't remember or somebody like that. Um, yeah, I I I, use, I mean I use all kinds of stuff like that live because you know I'm running live. I, I run uh, ironically Ableton Live as my effects um, uh, throughput. You know, yeah. so I have like, and so so I, I I experiment with all kinds of stuff. I use I use the I use the their stuff. I use Echo Melt quite a bit, um, which is like a crazy sort of VHS sounding delay and um, and of course all the UA stuff. But uh, but anyway, but as far as Club Grand goes, I I love everything they make. I love everything. I, they I'm, make. I'm looking at this now, and I'm getting a really strong IKEA product naming vibe off yeah. as well. I love, <laughs> yeah, I love the fact. Yeah, they, I would, I'd like to see a, a few more slightly risque ones. You know, um, they should start uh, a website I, name. Or you yeah. know, the, there, there was this website called uh, called uh, IKEA Furniture or Death Metal Band, and they just give you a name and you figure out which one it was. <laughs> they should do something like that for the club brand. <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea, uh, Dave. I mean. <laughs> Vintage warmers and all this kind of stuff, tape saturation. I mean, is it, uh, do you do you need any of that? I mean, you've got the real thing. Do you need to actually kind of bother with the uh, then warming it up even more, or do you? Uh... So occasionally, uh, I think what was fascinating. I, I did. I wasn't aware of this company at all, and obviously, I went and had a look. And I'm kind of miffed, really, because it's a bit of a weird one. This I've been doing this album for years and years, and I finally kind of. Uh, a friend of mine a friend of mine died and i suddenly thought you know what that's a kind of omen i should just finish this and commit because we all think oh i'll get back to that and make that bit better so it's basically about growing up between uh the late 60s late set to the late 70s so it encompasses various styles of music and what i wanted to annoy more than anything else was to put everything as one track with segues in uh mm. and what i've done is put a load of vinyl stuff in between and it basically goes from vinyl to uh, from am radio fm radio vinyl cassette and all the rest of it and then i saw so i've been using a mixture of stuff some of the wave stuff uh, some uh, isotope stuff that vinyl plug-in that they do uh, and then i saw this door lp vinyl oh, yeah. simulation and it yes. sounded great but now it's off at the duplicators because there's this there's this bit of me thinking I should just call them and go stop and then just re-engineer <laughs> all the little segue bits <laughs> using one plugin, you know. But it sounded great, so yeah. yes, I will be investigating. And their cassette one's really good too. The cassette one is fantastic ah. too. In fact, I, I created like in Ableton, I created a um, an effects chain uh, that has uh, the DAW LP and the DAW cassette together. And I, I like I record my OP one through that, oh, that and then is. just track it in, and it just makes it makes the OP one sound even better than it already sounded. Uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Well, it's, it's, I love uh, both of those. Are they Swedish or are they just Scandinavian? If some, I I think I think they're Swedish. So, so yeah, so, yeah. So that'd be yeah. So. Swede on Swede action. There, that would be for. Yeah. The, yeah, exactly. There's all yeah. sorts. Of, oh, actually, I'm going to write that down. No, that's I, I'm going to try not. I'm oh, it's a good show title. Again. Sweet no, on sweet. I'm not. That's I'm it. not sure about that. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> they have to be a bit oh, careful. It feels a little bit. Uh, uh, anyway, um, yes. Yeah, so that's available now. Uh, like I say, it's on sale uh, for 29 bucks until December 19th, uh, which has mm. got to be worth checking out. And uh, and yeah. I I can't see what their bundles are, but I might have to uh, investigate some of that because I think 
I remember the compressor thing was brilliant. They had that. They had a mic, a demo of a guy just in a bathroom with oh, a drum that's, kit that's, and one mic. Is that Clev Grant? That's um no, that's uh that's uh Good Hertz. That's the Wolf compressor, which I also have. Ah, I okay, I do I beg your pardon. A lot. In fact, that's part of the same effects chain that I have the Doll P and Doll cassette with. I have uh have the Good Hertz Wolf compressor. Which is part of the? I think it was designed <laughs> this by is the what guys. Showed from, up. That's what showed up when I when I type wolf compressor in it. It's, it's actually a, it's a, a load of air compressors. Wolf. Yeah. It's V U L F. As in, it's it's from the band Wolfpack. The, right. the band Wolfpack did that. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yes. Okay. I got it. Wolf compressor. Yeah. Thank you very that, much. That's a great compressor, worth every penny. Right. Okay. Excellent. We covered that sausage compressor. Do you remember that, Nick? They did that, oh, that hot yeah. dog cove presser. Sort of. I've used that for years as well. That's really cool. Oh, it's got a great... Is, really that, was that, is that Clev Grand? Mm. Ah, that's good then. So we, we could yeah. get something in there about their compressors is right. <laughs> Phew, <laughs> I'm so glad about that. I, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> okay, it's now time to bring you news of the Synchro Arts sale. That's right. You can save up to 37% on a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, Revoice Pro... 30% off, Vocaline Pro, 37.5% off, and Vocaline Project 3, uh, 30% off. Available till December the 16th at SyncroArts.com. Some very useful tools there for all kinds of music production needs. Right, uh, okay, so who, uh, who doesn't need a polyphonic whale in their life? This is Glow, this is- the polyphonic whale. We created no, an instrument piece of wood. to be enjoyed not only by musicians, but by anyone. So this seems to Accessing be uh, an ongoing powers of sound will help you relax. Ongoing trend of kind of auto-generative uh, relaxation vibe stuff. This is several no channels on this. This is a Kickstarter at the moment that seems to be doing quite well. We empowered Glow with sensitive microphones, m- advanced sensors, and motion algorithms. Rotate your whale in 3D. And interact with everyday oh, objects around you to influence the soundscape. <laughs> the wooden case picks up sound from any surface and resonates with its structure. It will change a tree trunk, stones on the beach, or your kitchen table into a musical instrument. Okay, there's lots of that, and they've got different different. I'm gonna. That's that's the title of the uh, of the show. Rotate your whale in 3D. I think that's got to be it. <laughs> that, that's such an outrageous claim. Uh, but yeah, this is an interesting. It's an interesting idea. I, w- I was hoping that Dominic could make it because I know he's working on a relaxation uh, take, uh, application for iPhone, and I'm guessing this must be a, a signifier of what you know. W- as as you know, public the buying public. These are things that people actually want. I mean, Dominic is a, a highly accomplished uh, entrepreneurial sort of guy, so he wouldn't be doing this just for some sort of madcap notion, or at least I wouldn't assume so. So, there's obviously something in this, and this is quite an interesting. I mean, it's a very unique looking thing. I want to come to you first, Gaz, because I know uh, you like the slightly wacky kind of no- <laughs> uh, um, notion. Uh, this is obviously made of, made of real wood, which is a starting point. Resonates with surfaces, long battery life, and yeah, I wonder what um, what one might think of uh, if you came across a person in the wild with this and a pair of headphones <laughs> on, perhaps sitting yeah. in a kind of meditating sort of position, you know, wearing yeah. some I don't know some speeded pantalons or something like that. To, uh, well, this is Brist. This is Bristol. This is the kind of thing I do see sort of fairly regularly. So, but um, <laughs> uh, but I like this. I think it's really cool. I mean, I wonder how easy to circuit bend. I'm sure it wouldn't be too hard, you know, and just make it really. It, I, I would like it if it made sick sounds, you know, sort of like sort of anti 
kind of meditation, you know, sort of just to just make to you something feel horrible, uh, ill at just ease, a rough you know, channel. just yeah, uncomfortable, yeah, like a, just like you know, a horrible seasick making device. Or maybe like um, you in inside a whale, the sort of Jonah channel, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I like it. I think it's good. I think it's interesting seeing how this, you know, very small technology is finding its way into innovative little pro- products. I mean, this isn't really something, I, I guess, that our general audience would be that interested in, uh, other than if you could really sort of mess around with it. Um, however, you know, chuck it through a bunch, just chuck it through a bunch of fuzz pedals and well, stuff. Well, that's the entire... I'm sorry, you know. I, I will create in the chat room has just said, what's the purpose of this, which I had to throw <laughs> <in there. laughs> um, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah. but But the thing is, is it, it's the, the, it's... Consuming of music product, audio product, I suppose. Mm. The fact that there's a, quite an appetite for it, this generative thing. I wonder if there's, you know, I mean, in some ways, I mean, we've seen people release albums on, you know, devices, so little things that you play or, you know, that, so it's almost like an interactive USB stick of relaxation nonsense. I mean, I don't know if you've ever been to a hypnotist, but uh, hypnotherapy, they play relaxation music, not unakin to this sort of thing, or <laughs> even less. It's even it's even less intrusive because it has to be obviously, but it's a really interesting idea. I don't know whether or not it's something that's got that's got legs, and it seems it does seem like the uh, um, the, the public are into it. I mean, this one is doing what's it got? Uh, they've they've got they only started six days ago. They've raised half their stuff, and they've got thirty five days to go. One hundred thirty four backers. Ah, good that? luck to them. One hundred thirty four <laughs> years. So I mean, I'm pretty sure they're going to get there. I know, Dave. Is this you know? Do you, what do you, I mean? Do you, do you think there's a purpose to this? I mean, do you do that sometimes in your studio rather than purpose. you know fire up all the stu- fire up all the synths and just let them kind of ramble off into a reverb while you sit there on the floor, looking up at the ceiling, relaxing? Or is it? <laughs> it, it it's never quite that simple, is it? Really? Yeah. I do that all day, every day. No, no I, uh, uh, no, I tell you, there was yeah, I have very mixed feelings about this. Uh, my first thought was, it was a bit kind of. Santa Cruz uh, style, and I wanted to throw a brick at the TV. But then our, I had a little app years ago called RJDJ, and that was a very mm-hmm. similar-ish kind of thing. It would take a load of sounds from the yeah, world around you and then come right, I and transform that. those. And I find it like taking these absurd journeys and recording everything and then putting video to it and stuff, and I really enjoyed that. Plus, I know exactly what you mean about the hypnotherapy thing when I had it not that long ago, she then gave me this MP3 to take away with me and try and uh, cure my uh, weird, suddenly developed phobia of flying. Uh, so I was listening to this the night before I flew and just before I went got on the plane. And I found myself listening for the chord progressions. And, you know, obviously it completely <laughs> detracts from... Yeah, and thinking, oh, that's a wave station. I would have gone... Number yeah. 45, all that kind of stuff. So I think the idea of listening to something that is evolving from things are, that are around you is probably better because I wouldn't... I don't, I don't know whether I don't, well, yeah, and that's the key, you know, and I do suffer quite badly with tinnitus and stuff. And sometimes uh, I sleep with a little earpiece in, which is white noise just to mask it. So something like this, you know, could detract from it. I'm just not sure whether I could walk around with a little wooden whale. <laughs> Honestly, it I looks like you're there, I get beaten divining up. for water or something. It's there is a, there is a comedic aspect to that, that image. Yeah, I agree. But it is but, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know, Charles. I mean, d- d- it's 
lots of people produce this kind of music sort of generally. I mean, you know, it's a big, there's a there's a big market. I mean, you generally see sort of in garden centres and crystal shops and stuff, you know, whole racks of yeah. CDs of this kind of thing. So I mean, it's a really yeah. big, you know, it's a big industry. I mean, it must be big enough for lots of people. So this sort of thing obviously has a market. It, it does. Uh, in you know, full disclosure, uh, my family actually is somewhat involved in that market, but. Um, yeah, I, I think I mean this is kind of a toy, but it's an it's a nice toy in the sense that it, you know it's something that's tangible, unlike an app. But it does remind me quite a bit of um, uh, I think it will yeah RJDJ, and then it reminds me of all uh, like that mixed with what was it called? Um, is the Brian Eno ones the Bloom apps? Uh, Bloom Trope, Bloom, yeah, yeah, and Trope was the other one I think. Oops, am I frozen? Oh, there you're back now. Yeah. Yeah, there. Yeah, so trope was the other one. Yeah, Bloom and trope, and um, in fact, I think I still have those at least on one of my devices somewhere. And those things are great. You know, they they, they make great sounds, and I love that kind of stuff. Um, but they, as far as the generative stuff, you know, I do. I, I you know I like that sort of John Cage happenstance thing um, sometimes, but. I, I, I don't know. Like I can't really listen to the meditative music that much because unless it's like Max Richter's Sleep, which I absolutely love, but that's also I, eight I, and a half hours. I know what you mean. There's a sort of there's an element of if you've gone to all the trouble of doing this, why isn't it any better? Why can't I hum any of the tunes? You know, and, <laughs> I, 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 and, and I think that, but that's that, that, and there in lies the problem. That's where when you're working in music, you analyze and you analyze what Dave was saying. You think, oh, that's I know that patch on the wave station, and that's sort of a curse in many ways. You can't listen to it in the same way that somebody else might. So that's why yeah. you know the sounds of nature have to form a part of it because you get that randomness and that chaotic. Part. I wonder what yeah. I, I'm curious as to what um, it doesn't say, uh, at least as far as I could tell. You know what what the specs are you know is it 44k mm. 24-bit or is it you know is it high res or is it just enough you know it's hard to yeah. tell for that but i, well, I, I like I the idea of it and, and i like the idea of the fact that it's not on your phone so you're not yeah. you're yeah. not using yeah. your phone my, for that to my friend one, one thing I was, oh, oh sorry oh, sorry Go ahead. oh well, i was just gonna say one thing that about those sort of and i i don't know if this has that in there but you know that sort of that waterfall rainfall ocean yeah. waves thing the the one thing that catches me every time, and this is probably because I do this for a living, I find myself going, ah, there's the loop, you know, <laughs> there's the loop point. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's like, it doesn't matter worse. if it's like five minutes what long. sample library that's it. from, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> Jesus, from Hollywood Edge, it. great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so, go, guys. Go ahead, guys. Uh, my, my friend buys the, uh, buys up these old um, shruti boxes and t electronic tampura boxes you know those things they're like indian a drone a company like uh and mm -hmm. some of them have kind of got quite a lot of controls on them just like are they just drone boxes and you dial in sort of various things the key and stuff on them uh the old ones that you know you would have to sort of hand operate them and but uh oh, yeah, but yeah, they're yeah, yeah. and they're lovely but the, the electronic ones are, are quite mad you can do some quite uh so this uh oh i see yeah, tan tanpura tanpura uh yeah uh, yeah just, and uh those are lovely actually those those ha those wood uh, those acoustic this, ones these yeah those are like yeah they're electric oh, wow, ones i've never seen those i'm gonna play I'm oh no they're fun and you can yeah yeah welcome to the video demonstration of oh no when the first string has to be changed oh that's rather disappointingly voiceovered we can adjust the knee pitch if that's what you want to do okay all right yeah yeah that's an interesting and, i've never seen those and, 
Yeah, and you can play them, you see, because you can sort of like, you know, they're a bit glitchy to play. So you're not meant to sort of be jumping between the different keys because they're meant to just sort of just meant to set it in its drone and set it off. But um, they're fun. They're fun. And there's loads. There's a bit must massive market for them in India, I guess. Um, yeah. But yeah. But, uh, but those other ones, so the ones that like where you've just, uh, you, you just hit, use the hinge and then you open up the little, the little doors, which, which set the key in and you can crossfade it. You can get really good at it. and sort of closing them whilst opening another one. Like that, uh, I think. Yeah, a little bit like um, the ones Manual with more like kind of teardrop. Yeah, um, and you can crossfade and just do manual crossfades, and it's lovely. They're really lovely things. Um, oh, wow. okay. Well worth, well worth getting. I, yeah. I learned something new today. So there's, well, <laughs> I, I guess, yeah, maybe that's what's inspired it, but but inspired by it in some ways. Uh, who doesn't need a polyphonic whale? Okay. Um, Gosh, our time is moving on quite quickly. I didn't didn't really expect this. Okay, so here's here's a, a thing that um, this was basically from uh, a post on Synthtopia, our friends over at Synthtopia, the story of Edgar Winters, Winters Frankenstein, uh, which is one of the earlier sort of prog. He's using an ARP keyboard, and it you know go, it details the sort of uh, well. I'll play the video. That's probably the best thing to do. It details the evolution of that. Is that number five? Yes. Frankenstein almost didn't make it on the album, and I don't think anybody ever <laughs> expected it to be released as a single. Actually, it was a song that I had written some two, three years ago when I was playing in uh, my brother Johnny's band. I don't want to get busted for copyright, but doesn't that look a little bit like a comedy video? Like somebody's actually kind of spoofing a prog band. It's it's great. It's, it was one of the first. Things. I'm going to come to you, Gaz, because you are the prog, the progist amongst us, uh, which is it's not meant as be an insult or anything. It's just you know. It's, I take it as a your... great honor. I take it as a great honor, honestly. <laughs> Flying yes. the flag. But part of the story with this was though it, it, it's like the tracks that that happened without any kind of real thought you know there this wasn't it wasn't premeditated it was he said you know in the story goes it's a riff and then it just got bunched together with a bunch of other sort of homeless riffs and turned into this kind of thing that they used to play at sound checks and then live and then it just became a thing you know sort of outside of any intent for it to become a thing and i thought that was an interesting kind of thread to follow perhaps more than the track itself Oh yeah, I mean, and it, 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 when you play in a band, sometimes you don't even realize where who wrote a song. It just, it's just, it just, you just always, you've just been playing it. It morphed from a a jam into something that you've jammed again and subconsciously jammed again, and before you know it, it's arrived, and it's a lovely experience. And I think that's one of the great things about playing in a band where it's a democratic kind of band situation something that i always want to play within um but yeah of course that, that is the creative process though isn't it just uh just it almost writing itself just circumstances conspiring and then, and then it becoming yeah that's the other thing and then like with edgar it becoming like quite a massive hit I mean, that's well that that's the bit weird. Weird. <laughs> that, yeah but that, that's the bit which is difficult obviously or the, that you don't have yeah. you can well i, I even less control over but the, just those sort of happy accidents but um yes he you uh, I, there's a bit in the story where he says you know he just he saw all these synthesizers in manny's in uh in new york and then he saw the arp uh 
2600 keyboard with the umbilical cord and he went you know what I could I could strap yeah. that on and wear it and he, yeah, that's what man. he did and it was just like yeah so he sort of I, uh, are we talking about the, in, the yeah, I'll come to you uh, Dave because you're the historian it, is that the the birth of the Kitar I suppose it could have been what year was this uh, I don't know this song 1973 no, I'm only 1973 <laughs> okay yeah yeah I guess probably yeah yeah yeah, I mean, what was Emerson doing around that time? I don't know. He didn't. I mean, he used he to on rotating platforms and stuff. Yeah, stabbing Hammonds and stuff. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, probably. You're probably right. Actually, I'm thinking more of um, George Duke with the clavitar and stuff like that. But no, this was before that. No, fascinating. In fact, yeah, what Gaz says is absolutely 100% correct, and it's part of the joys of being, like he said, in a democratic band. In fact, it's interesting because. Uh, Billy Curry told me that Fade to Grey started as a sound check jam. It was literally just like, I think Chris Payne had a riff that he was playing on the Poly Moog and then Billy would play over the top of it and Sed would be on the drums and he'd jam along. And at at a certain point during that, it was the Gary Newman tour, and at a certain point during that tour, they kind of went, I think we might have something here. And boy, did they have something. My God, you know. Well, that's a major hit, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but again, you know, just a great example of something that just comes from mucking about. That's true. It's funny talking about the sound check thing. I don't know if, uh, I don't know if um, um, you've uh, heard A talk about sound checks. When Portis Edward were sound checking, him and uh, all the people who had access to synths, you know, they basically just try and make the most disgusting fart sounds <laughs> in sound check because you could hear it on such a massive PA system. Uh, and where you, where else would you be able to have that experience? Which probably, I'm not sure if that led to any classic Portis Head tracks, but you know, it's a sim- similar kind of concept and process. Yeah, you should hear the original version of Sour Times. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, and that that would be. I think him and Jeff just got into competition, so they would just kind of oh check this out, and then you know obviously ask the front of house. Do you get much of that? I mean, you know, you're touring with a, a lot of synth acts. Do they kind of ever? Is that something that comes up in the sort of the slightly naughty schoolboy uh, British humour sort of sense? Here, check out my synth fart sound. Uh, no, no, well, not with the bands I I tour with these days. Um, <laughs> past that, of course not. Uh, but uh, but certainly with. Well, one of the things that, uh, like this, this one act that I used to uh, mix for, why well, I, I used to play with them, and then I started mixing them. Uh, they had a, you know, it was one of the first days of sampling, and so the guy had his, uh, I think it was a Mirage or something like that. He had the a sample of a cable being pulled out and then just lying there, that kind of, <laughs> and so I would just like, what the hell is that coming from? You know, and on a board with no meters, you know, I was like struggling to figure out what it is. Um, and uh, and he, he throw it, or else he had he sampled the the sound because that was back in the days before a lot of cell phones. So he'd sampled the sound of my beeper, and so he would just play that. And I look down, it's like, yes, more that thing just went off. You know, oh, that's that that that's something that I think. I, cool. Dave, I'm sure didn't didn't you used to do that? Didn't you? Didn't I remember a story that you did that with the emulator or something? Uh, Chris, Chris did it on a Yes tour. Yeah, I, I'm not sure how much I can repeat what happened, but yeah, he did that. I think I think he did it so it was only coming back through the monitors, and whenever Rick hit a certain key, it just went moo. <laughs> um, but I'm not sure. I, I don't think it ended well. I don't know. It's, yeah, but yes, 
I like things like that. I know somebody who used to do similar kind of thing to what Chicky was saying, but he did it with, you know, like a taxi rank. And of course, the poor front of house guys just running around trying to work out which radio mic is transmitting the local <laughs> taxi rank, but it was all a wind up. Oh, cruel, that's... cruel, but it has to I, be done sometimes. I do have to add one thing, by the way. Um, we were talking earlier about the invent about the beginning of the guitar. Well, you know, obviously, I, I toured Howard Howard Jones, and he uses the guitar a lot. He we did a we went to the Moog factory. He got a tour of like the engineering department, which was quite fascinating. And he was telling me that he used to take uh, a prodigy and he put, you know, guitar pegs on the end of it and would carry that as a strap. And I was like, those are quite heavy, aren't they? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, they're very, very heavy. But he used to actually have a prodigy with all the cables coming out of it. And he'd play that as if it was a guitar. That was before he had a guitar. So there you go. I had to wow. add that one in there. Well, the liberation itself was uh, was really oh, heavy. It was, certainly wasn't light. So, Charles, what does Howard use now? Will he be converting to the new uh, Roland AX Edge, or is that a little mm -hmm. bit too no. rough for him? I don't. I don't know. Um, you know, he, he and I he and I've talked quite a bit about it, and I have a lot of friends who do design work, like actual hardware design work, and so I'm I'm looking at trying to get something designed for him that has the features that he wants because he likes the original Kitar. And he, he's buying them up. Everywhere he can find, uh, you know, one on eBay, he'll buy it up. So he's got a bunch of them, but they're they're all on the edge of just falling apart. What's the original Kita then? Um, is it I, – I forgot who makes it. Is it a Yamaha or is it a Roland? I, I, think, I think it's Roland. I think it's Roland. I can, you know, I can't, I can't remember. I think it's Roland, though. Okay. But he likes he likes where the, where the pitch wheel is and the modulation wheel. He likes the – the buttons mm -hmm. where they're located because he has a lot of muscle memory from it um but he he we use a lot of bluetooth midi stuff AX1, so he wants maybe. something yeah that looks yeah that, that looks, looks like it that looks like it right okay um Glad so yeah as long as something with bluetooth you know that sort of thing that's that's what he's after jesus christ i i can't i just bluetooth whenever i hear the words bluetooth no, I know. and I any know. kind of like repeatable situation it just makes me what's cringe. that new there's that new midi thing isn't it is that one of the topics that new uh, little no MIDI it's not there was a little transmitter MIDI thing that, yeah um yeah I'm just seeing what yeah, it should it not was quite ever, I, ever I thought it was Bluetooth. relevant because when we did the review of the ax edge the axe edge um that was a thing it's got bluetooth midi in there and so you're just not going to want to use bluetooth midi no, thank you. in any serious you know crazy no way uh but this new thing i think what does it even say it can be 350 meters or something wireless midi? 100 meters i think it was uh oh. but yeah a, a decent a decent length i'm just looking for it here i'm sure i saw mm. that go past i don't think it's on our site which is rather amiss of us <laughs> uh wireless new wireless mini i'll see if i can find it wireless yeah yeah it's, I, um, I don't know well gaz of course come to you because i'm in the kita as you yeah. know you, you you fully embraced the kitarness your inner kita or even outer kita uh, <laughs> ax edge um yeah but yeah i mean it wouldn't be much fun having something that heavy hanging around your neck for oh, uh what is it midi beam is that it no it, and it's um I think that's the thing with the the Kitar. I mean, obviously, I don't know if, if you haven't checked out the review that we did. Um, we cover a lot of this in that review. But uh, uh, 
I like having it quite lo- low. Like, so seeing the Edgar Edgar Winter clip there, you know, he's got it as low as he can. It's like Rickenbacker style, yeah. Yeah, but I, I had it as long as the strap would allow, and it was I really enjoyed it there because I felt that you could attack it with a kind of a kind of attitude that is more akin to a stringed instrument, you know, and I really enjoyed that. You can sort of strike it in ways that you just, you just wouldn't do that on a, on a regular position. And I think that is very cool. I don't, you know, don't know what people have got such a problem about. <laughs> but, yeah. It's because it's cheesy, but it's cool. <laughs> it's not yeah, well, cheesy. We're, we're... I, I don't know what is cheesy, but it's, I can it's see cheese. Yeah, maybe maybe we should maybe we should leave the guitar subject alone. It's had a lot of airtime yes, over the last it has. this quarter. <laughs> I think we've our, our guitar quotient is well over. We'll start getting like billed for it if we do it anymore. <laughs> um, right. So, uh, well, I think that feels like a, probably a good time to uh, to quit while we're uh, ahead or behind. I'm not sure. It depends which way you look at it. Uh, but mm. uh, I'll just remind you of the. Uh, uh, Isotope RX competition. Uh, if you want to win Isotope RX7, uh, we're looking for a Twitter, uh, the hashtag audio restoration, uh, the hashtag RX7. Mid- midi beam, midi uh, beam. 250 meters plus. Is that it there? Wow. The, 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 mid- I see it on the one. midi beam, right. Okay. Midi beam, yeah. Uh, and and... Automatic uh, four levels of transmission power. So what's that? Uh, hold on. S- Sister, Sysx, aftertouch, velocity, and polyphony. They're the four, the four levels. <laughs> you can just have mono, monophonic with no velocity, or you can have aftertouch and, and Sysx. Yeah. Polyphonic aftertouch should be level four, I think, really, shouldn't it? Mm. <laughs> mm. I'm being Don't know. There. 133, yeah. <laughs> 133 euros. Um, okay. Mm. Well, uh, I think we should probably uh, call it a King Sonny there, and I will uh, insert the ad in the appropriate place. I'm terribly sorry about that. So uh, we'll say, uh, Mr. Dave Spears, thank you very much for joining us this week. It's been a pleasure. Uh, thanks for your peak um, info there. That was uh, much useful. That That's coming out on the 19th of December. So your patches will be out there in the world, right? Yeah, and you're, you're muted at the moment, so I'm guessing you might actually need to... There you go. There we go. Sorry. Yes. Yes. Everything on the 19th, according to my conversation cool. today. Excellent. And uh, Mr. Charles Chicky Reeves, thanks for joining us too. I'm guessing it looks Lovely. like you've got a session in, the, in, 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 in progress there. Is that a big uh, uh, Ableton arrangement behind you? I do. I do. Yeah, I just I have to finish up something on mix that I, I missed. <laughs> ah, okay. So, but, Oops. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, it happens. It happens. Yeah. Yeah, I know how it works. It, happens, but... uh, it just happened to me, in fact. So I know exactly <laughs> how you feel, right? And also, uh, Gaz Williams, also thank you for joining us too. Uh, it's been a pleasure and we'll see everybody. Um, well, we'll see you all very soon. Uh, stay tuned for more of the uh, performances from uh, a live event in Bristol. See you later, guys. Take care. Bye-bye now. <laughs>